Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll f- always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all your wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome back to uh, Down to Earth episode of the podcast presented by Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. Um, uh, it just, just an abysmal performance. I mean, I really was not expecting much because Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, they're just fantastic. They're amazing receivers. Tyreek Hill already has a thousand yards. And that was like a week ago. And we all kind of thought, okay, with the way that this defense is playing, those are going to, you know, that's going to be the issue. Instead, Mike McDaniel, who is one of the smarter coaches in the NFL, did the most simple thing in the world and targeted the weakest point of the defense, which was the run game. Did anybody expect that to happen? I don't think so. But I think that is the most simple thing to work on is the thing that you have sucked at majority of the year. We have a lot of people question Stefanski this year and rightfully so. I think that was just, it's just stupid. It is purely stupid that you do not think, Hey, these guys just acquired a running back and The Chargers haven't been a good rushing team and look at what they did to us. So maybe we should take a hint and try to work on the run game. And I get it. The personnel is not that good. Defensive tackles are not fantastic. Linebackers are whatever. You have to come up with a game plan with the people that you have and like it or not, if this roster is not the way that you like, should have done something two weeks ago and made a trade or anything to make this team look like a contender and right now we have the same record as the Pittsburgh Steelers we have a worse record than the Washington Commanders and a bunch of teams that we should not have a worse record than so so well down to coaching right and 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 you know I I think just just like watching the the Dolphin game is is just a head scratcher because they're they're on on offense, they're they're explosive. We, if, especially if you sit back there, you sit and let Tua stand back there and do whatever the hell he wants to, which he did. Mm. I mean, he he wasn't even pressured at all. I mean, there was a couple of times guy came off the edge, he gave him a little pump fake and threw the ball around him, but that's not really pressured, right? He wasn't really pressured, so it was like they were always a step ahead. And what they want to do, whether it be run the ball or pass the ball, 
They're sitting in the, we play zone. They those guys sit in the zone, catch the ball. They they want to back up because you, you can't play them man to man. There's no way we could have played them man to man, especially not all game. As fast as those guys are, and with getting no rush. And so I I, I think for me personally, looking at this game and and how it was played, and everyone wants to say everybody wants to say get fire Joe Woods. The defense is terrible. Them dudes don't want to tackle. Nobody on that defense plays hard. Nobody. You can see plays where the guys are running around Miles Garrett and he's just standing there getting blocked, just accepting that he's getting blocked. Nobody plays hard. That's the easiest thing to do on defense. All they have to tell you to do is go tackle the damn ball. Nobody does it. They cannot tackle. They won't tackle. They have no desire to tackle. I would love to play offense against them, just as everyone else has. Like, like you said earlier, teams come in. Worst rushing games in the league. And what do they do? Because they know no one wants to tackle. They're sitting up in the, in the, in the film room talking about, he don't want to tackle. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Nobody's attacking the runner. Look at him. Look at him. No one's attacking the blocker. That's what this, that's what the other teams are sitting there looking at because no one wants to tackle. And so why, why, and it makes it so – I don't understand how we know teams are running the ball once they start, just like because Miami just didn't stop once they started. We can't stop it. When they won the pass, we couldn't stop it. How come that never happens for us on offense? Now I'm going to flip to the other side. How come we can't get our dudes wide open like everyone else does? How come we can't just get gaping holes play after play in the run game like everyone else does against us? People can say all they want about defense being coached. That comes down to attitude and people want to tackle Offense, we're not being put in position to make those plays. Every damn play, pass play, seemed contested. What? That's game plan. That's scheming. If you don't have guys who can get separation, you have to create separation for them. We're not doing that. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know where we go from here. People wanted to get mad about with me last week on Twitter when I was talking about Stefanski should give up play calling because our offensive efficiency. When it doesn't equate to wins, who gives a damn? How efficient were we the other day? Mm-hmm. That's 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 the problem. People look at it for the numbers because now we got our fans in tune to analytics. Damn analytics. Put the human, the human element back in it. Play football. Let the players make plays. If you're a genius, if you're a genius and our players as good as we think they are, then this should be easy. What we have fallen into a trap of, though, what I think, I think we have given our players as individuals more credit than they actually deserve as to how good certain players are. 
that's where I think the problem is. That's what I think where all the pundits, us fans, when we look at this roster, we are saying this roster is good because we're giving them too much credit for who they are. And, and, and that's, that's the bottom line. We're giving those guys too much credit. They're not who we think they are. What we, who we are beginning to think they are a team that just can't win. And that starts from the top through the players. And I'm not saying everybody on the team doesn't want to win. I'm just saying it seems like the people who care the most are outnumbered by those who, who, don't, who don't care. Mm. And I was, I was listening to another podcast, the Orange and Brown Talk podcast with Mary Kay Cabot. And somebody said on there, the the Browns fans love the individual players, but as a whole, they they dislike the team because the team cannot win games. And you know, Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, Wyatt Teller, they're all great guys. And I'm sure they want to win. But what about the Sione Takitakis, the the John Johnsons, the the greedy Williams, you know, I don't know if you can't put it together, who really cares? It's, I am just disappointed that, like you said, we hype up this team, hype up the players, whatever, and we fall short. And you look at how young this team is. It's understandable. You make mistakes, but this is fundamentals that they're screwing up. Tommy Togiai, I didn't love the draft pick at first uh, at all, actually. He's a Buckeye. He's a big guy. Awesome. You look at his tape, it is god-awful. It is awful. And I don't, I don't know what it is because Andrew Barry has his analytics. He has his whatever. Maybe it's a, it's a hometown kid thing, drafting Ohio State guy, whatever, who cares. And then they just fall flat. And you can't, I do not think you can improve a player like that when he is getting knocked off the line 24-7. He does not get in the backfield to do anything. If the line shifts, he like doesn't move with the line. He's there like a cinder block and he does not get moved. He stands there and, and just looks lost. You cannot just coach these guys up and say, oh, all right, we'll get you to like an all pro status next year. There's just no heart. There's a lack of talent. There's a lack of everything on this roster right now. And we are going to have to move to something quickly and throw the season away at this point. Let's, let's get experimental. I said that last, last episode to get experimental and, and see what works when Deshaun Watson comes back, that goes for offense and defense. You don't need to fire Joe Woods because it's obviously not going to happen. If he's been here through the the first nine games of the season and how atrocious those have been, he's not getting fired at any time soon. So we're going to go through the rest of this year, maybe see what works, and then completely blow it up next year. Schematically, whatever has to happen in order to win football games because – there's nothing, nothing that gives me any promise on this defense whatsoever that will say, yes, we can contend for 
the top of the AFC North or anything at this point uh, to get to 500. I'm just, I'm just at a breaking point. I, I'm, I'm sure everybody else is too, but there's just nothing that gives me any hope whatsoever. What if, what if, what if we played Cincinnati every week? <laughs> then, we, then we have hope. Wow. That's, yeah. that's the only team we can beat that's supposedly good, right? That's the only team we can beat, and, and I don't know, understand why. So, so, so that's my thing. When you're talking about, say, at Cincinnati, a team that went to the Super Bowl last year, uh, they, they, they come, they roll into Cleveland early in this year and get trounced. Defense looked good. Everybody played well. Where's that team? Is that, do you just care because you just lost the game that you should have won the week before? Because then you, you beat the Cincinnati, you, you go on a bye, you come back against Miami and you're still on the bye because no one played, so they might as well still have been at home. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just tough. So, so do they need a fire under them to, to get them stoked up to play football, hard football? That's my thing. That's my question. If because you, they're not doing it every week. I, I don't know. I, I think the whole the chip on the shoulder thing needs to go. There's no lighting a fire under them because if there was a fire to be lit, it would be lit already. When you lost to the New York Jets and blowing a, a massive lead that you, are, that you had, and then the Jets, the Chargers, the Dolphins now, all of these games, that is your fire. And there, there's no spark. You see, but, what, but, but that goes back to my point. They lost to the Jets. They come back and beat Pittsburgh. See, so th- that that Jet game sparked them. They beat Pittsburgh. Oh, we're here. We we're back. They go ahead and lose a couple games. Beat Cincinnati or whoever they beat. I can't remember how it went because I'm getting used to this losing flip flop. Win win a game, lose two, whatever it is, you know. But it's it's they don't have. It, it just, it's, I just don't understand how they, it just looks like nobody cares. I've watched this team and I think nobody gives a damn about what's going on out there. That's, that's leadership. That's just not having no pride. That's just not having never won. And, and you just accept the fact that somebody's whooping the hell out of you. That, that, that's that's what drives me nuts about it. At least go punch somebody. Do something where you, I feel like you're fighting, you're trying to fight, but don't just take it. Don't just take it. Don't just watch Jeff Wilson run up and down the field and, and give a little fake little move and, and you don't even attempt to tackle. At least throw at him. At least try to get him. But don't just stand there. That's what that's that's what I'm talking about. That's what we saw the whole game defensively. And so I I for one do not blame that on Joe Woods. I mean, I don't know how he's gonna get these guys that they go tackle. I don't know how the, the next coach would if you fired him. Because it's the same person. What do you do? What do you what do you tell? What do you tell a guy who's not going to tackle, who's not being aggressive to tackle? Whoever it is, what's Belichick gonna tell him? I'll cut you. Okay. 
Because that's the that's the only thing you can do. You're not gonna play. Okay. I'm still gonna make this 10, 12 million dollars. Yeah. That's the damn problem. They don't care. Or so it seems. I mean, I guess you can tell them that you have a $240 million quarterback coming in soon and the franchise changing guy is going to be here soon. And hey, he don't tackle. I know he doesn't. Yep. He doesn't he he doesn't tackle. Mm -hmm. He 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 doesn't he he doesn't call plays. Maybe he can. (laughs) Maybe maybe he can audible a little bit. Maybe he doesn't he, he, he doesn't Right, he doesn't kick field goals. He doesn't. He doesn't uh, try to kick onside kicks. All he does play quarterback. That does not fix the problems. Because mm-hmm. if, if if he comes in, and that fixes the problem, that means those are a bunch of weak-minded dudes in that locker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If one dude shows up. And fixes everything, everybody in there is weak. And I go on record saying that. That means everyone's weak because that means you just waited for him to be your savior. Forget everything else. Instead of going out there and being the man yourself. And that's the most disrespectful thing that Jacoby Brissett, because I mean, he tries. And I see a lot of passion out of him. He goes for a fourth and one, converts that, gets up, he's fired up. Nobody else gets fired up on any other offensive play besides David Njoku and Donovan Peoples-Jones, like, pointing and got a first down. That's that's awesome. But I, I, I respect Jacoby. I mean, he's, he's, he's been a, a, a pro's pro. Mm. He, he's, he's, he's done what was expected of him. And even more, really, because mm. he put us in position to win games. He just hasn't won a game when we needed him to. But he's he's played good football for the most part throughout the course of this year, even in, in losses. A lot of losses weren't his fault. One hundred percent. And so I mean, I, I respect him, and I and and I and he did a great job. He's done a great job thus far to, to me. What do I know though? but but once again I just hope that I I, I just hope that I want it to turn around whenever like right now whenever Deshaun gets back but I don't want that to be the reason because that right there lets you know what you have in that locker room yeah and that's it's not a good thing and I mean I, I think Stefanski on Sunday, Nick Chubb had a fumble. I think up to that point, Chubb had like six carries, maybe a little less than that. And he fumbles. Chubb disappears. Run game disappears a little bit. You give the ball to Kareem a little bit. Kareem does nothing. And then Jacoby ends the game with 35 passing attempts. So I think that there's, there's just there's something that is holding this team back. So I would ask you, I'm not wrong when I say someone else should call the plays, am I? 
<laughs> you <laughs> am. <laughs> it's, it's too much to manage. It is. Yeah. It's too much to manage. Especially, look, when we talk about player coaches who, who called their own plays and won Super Bowls, let's think about this. If you, if you count Bruce Arians, if you don't give left with the credit, you count Bruce Arians, you, you got him, McVay. If you don't count, if you count um, Andy Reid, don't give it to um, the enemy. And then who before that? Oh, and Peterson. Mm-hmm. Here's the difference for people to understand. Of those four, if you give all the credit to all those head coaches who called their plays, all four of them had a defensive coordinator who had been a head coach. So yeah. you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to manage that because you know this dude's been a head coach. He knows how to manage the game as a head coach and as a coordinator. They don't have to worry about that. All they have to do is call plays. We don't have that. Mm-hmm. We ain't had a game where, all, where everybody has played well on all three phases. So you got to manage the offense. You got to manage the defense. You got to manage the special teams even though that's not your job. That's not who you directly coach. You still got to manage because it's your team. And on top of doing that, you want to call plays and worry about personnel and who goes in and who's getting the ball down the distance, time, all that. Too much. Obviously, it's too much. And people can argue me down all they want. But it sounds, it seems like I'm right, right? Uh, in this situation. Yeah. This, and this is the only situation I care about. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't give a damn what's happening with them other teams. I don't care if they win the Super Bowl with their, their head coach calling play. I don't care. I care if this team does or doesn't. And it, to this point, we haven't. And it doesn't look like we're going to this year either, especially when we got Buffalo coming up. Yeah. In Buffalo, uh, supposed to snow. 30 inches. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Who knows? Maybe this is the game where Stefanski's like, oh, they're expecting us to run the ball. Let's pass it a little bit. And then we all get derailed. Who I, I don't know. Um, but Alex Van Pelt, I mean, he was the quarterback coach with Washington before he came over here. And he had some experience with with like an offensive quality control type thing. And like, we don't hear from him very much when it comes to press conferences and all that. And he's like, oh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is doing pretty good. David Bell can catch the ball. And like, that's it. So I don't know. I think Stefanski is definitely biting off more than he can chew. I think he needs to allow his coordinators to do what they need to be doing. And I don't know if he needs to get more involved with the defense or what, but like we said, who knows if it's a scheme thing right now, it's just about effort and there's no effort being shown on that side of the ball. Special teams, special teams have improved. It started off with a, a very good return by Jerome Ford. I think we missed him a lot. And Mike Prefer was definitely counting on him to be, to be that guy that could blow open a, uh, a special teams game. You know, 
you know, it's 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 amazing when you watch return games in in the NFL how nobody uh, attempts to return really, whether it be a punt or a kickoff. But but that lets you know that they expect something from Jerome Ford because they were letting him bring it out the end zone, mm. right? They were he wasn't just downing it and taking it at the twenty five. They were letting him bring it out the end zone. So when you have somebody back there who you think can score, you give them that opportunity. You expect guys to go make play, play, uh, blocks and, and, and hopefully get the opportunity. Like you said, we started out the game good with a long return because they expect Jerome Ford to be able to, to be that guy. Moving forward, hopefully gets more opportunities in, in, in the kickoff game and, and the punt return because he seems to be one a, a person back there that they trust and you can build a scheme around as opposed to let's just possess the ball. Get that let's possess the ball thing. We're not good enough to just possess the ball. We got to get as many first downs in the return game as we can because that just helps the offense. It shortens the field. Change field position. That's how you got to approach it. That's how you have to coach. You got to coach against the hidden yards. We don't do that. That's how Belichick wins. The hidden yards. He's coaching the hidden yards. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we got to take advantage of it. You have somebody who can make plays in the, in the special teams game, make plays. That's mm-hmm. how you win football games. Yeah, and we've been looking for that with Donovan Peoples-Jones and, and Anthony Schwartz and Demetric Felton. Just never really got got our guy, but I think Jerome Ford would be very special. And obviously, Jakeem Grant will probably be back next year. I think they missed out on something really special with him. So that depending on if we re-sign Kareem Hunt or not, I think it's unlikely. But Jerome Ford can move into that running back spot, RB2 spot, put Jakeem Grant back there. I think we're all good. And we, we definitely know what we're getting from Jerome special player, dynamic, and somebody that we could potentially use. And, I mean, look at all the, all the talent that we have in that offense and the, the two targets that Michael Woods gets, the three targets that David Bell gets, the, the four targets that Donovan Peoples-Jones gets, whatever. I think that Stefanski has, has spread out the ball a little bit this year uh, or uh, in that game against the Dolphins, spread out the ball a little bit. Again, whatever. Team is a mess. Everything is a mess. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like you said, I don't think that uh, Deshaun Watson is going to be able to fix what has been going on. But it is definitely going to be interesting to see what he does when he goes to Houston. That's going to be a. Hey, can I stop you for a minute? Mm-hmm. We've gotten to the point again where we're, we're talking weeks ahead. We're not that good <laughs> to be talking weeks ahead. We're not good enough to be talking the next practice. See, you're you're right, but Miles Garrett did it in his press conference after after the game. He said, "I I don't I don't know if he said it, but he doesn't usually talk about the the games couple games coming up. He talks about the next week." And then Miles says, we need to win the next two games if we have any chance in hell of doing anything. They're looking ahead because they have nothing. That's a problem. Because who cares what happens 
two weeks from now if you don't take care of the first week from now? Who cares? That's a problem. The most important game of the season is this game because it's the next one, Buffalo. Yeah. If, if Buffalo whoops their ass, then what, what does it matter? Tampa week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who cares about Tampa? Who cares about Thanksgiving weekend? This weekend. That's the problem. We lose the next two games. Forget the next two games. Let's win this next one. Let's worry about that. Let's worry about that. I, I don't know. I, I think the the players are even looking forward to to the next the, the games ahead because hey, if, the, those players are looking forward to the, to vacation. That's what it seems to me. That's what it seems to me. Mm-hmm. They don't play hard at all. Yeah, we're worried about the season being over, trying not to get hurt. Especially those anybody got got a contract coming out. (laughs) Man, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, how can you not play hard? That's not fun. It can't be fun. I don't know. And Thomas Morstead, the Dolphins punter, was taking a nap on the sideline because he did not punt the ball like a single time that entire game. Because the defense just couldn't stop anything. He didn't punt once. I'm not, he punted he once at the at, towards the end of the game. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's a couple of third downs where it was it was third and long. I thought for sure that we could get a stop. And then I see Miles Garrett, Alex Wright, and Jadavion Clowney on the field on the defensive line, no defensive tackle. Then you rush Sione, and I think a Greedy may have came off the edge to get some pressure on Tua. And then middle of the field, Tua just tosses it to Waddle, you know, like a like a 10-yard gain, 12-yard gain, first down. Hey, it happened so much, I don't know which play you're talking about. Because <laughs> it happened so much. Mm-hmm. But at least those guys were on the field because what third and one they were all on the sideline. Yeah. So so at least they were on the field at that point. At mm. that point, it's 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 baffling to me. I don't know what are, are we trying to tank? I don't know what are we doing. I there was a lot of weird things going on there because Jordan Kuzjanic because I don't know his name linebacker. Playing. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what is he doing in the game? Yeah. He was in there for like 40% of the snaps. You traded for Deion Jones. And Deion Jones could not, again, I talked about this like two weeks ago. Deion Jones could not fill a hole to save his life. That was frustrating me beyond all belief. And there were a couple of plays where he was giving up on some stuff. You're the veteran that we brought in here to try to help bring leadership to this defense and nothing is happening. And I get it when nobody else is doing anything around you, you don't want to try either. I get that. But why are we bringing you in if you are going to do nothing? So Jordan gets in there, the undrafted free agent gets in there. He did nothing. Also, he had one pass breakup with, I think it was Gusecki in the end zone. That was a good play. Everything else stunk. And 
Roderick Perry got some playing time. He was bad. I saw a lot more of Tommy Togiai than I would have liked to. I don't know what was going on. So, yeah, I think they truly are just kind of phoning it in at this point, seeing what may or may not work. I'm telling you this coaching staff is looking forward to the future now because they're just playing everything like a preseason game. Okay, that Dalton so game was a preseason game. So, so let's look to the future now. What's going to happen Sunday? We go to Buffalo. We're going to get demolished. And, and they're mad as hell. Yeah. They lost that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were, there were a couple calls that gave them a chance to win it, but they're mad as hell because of how they lost that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, do we are, are we going to play hard? Are, do 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 we feel? Do the guys feel like their, their backs are up against the wall, or are they just going to try to wait for the savior? I, what's going to happen? Are we going to coach like this game matters? Are we going to try to wait for the savior? What's going to happen? That's the problem. That's the problem with this team. We never know what's going to happen because we don't know who we are. Yeah. Not one week have you, not throughout this whole season, you, you've not gotten this, the same team from week to week, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Whether it be coaching, whether it be playing, whether it be plays called, you have not gotten the same team. And, 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 I, and I get it. A lot of it is scheme and game planning and all that. But we're not scheming game planning well enough where we can just go out there and, and change things from week to week. Let's just get good at what we do and see if that'll win us some games. Now, Mr. Fansky said in the press conference this week, coaches got to do a better ga- uh, job of game planning. No shit. I've been saying this. Now, now, like my buddy always says, do not tell me when dog bites man. Call me when man bites dog. <laughs> <laughs> don't try to don't act like you're telling me a secret. Mm-hmm. You know you gotta do a better good a better job of game plan on both sides, on in all three phases. Do it. That's what you get paid to do. Yep. And get your players to do it. Mm-hmm. Get your players to buy in. Damn, it's so frustrating. Uh, uh, It's it's so frustrating. When I watch these games, I feel like like I'm actually on the team. And and I'm just not playing. And that makes it even more frustrating. Yeah. Because there's no way, even if we were owing whatever, I myself would be out there playing hard trying to show I am the guy. I, <laughs> I think I think they're they're definitely trying to find another guy on that offense. Donovan Peoples Jones, I mean, he he's been getting a lot of deep shots and we've been airing the ball out. And Jacoby seems to to trust him a little bit. But then Amari Cooper like three, three target, uh, three receptions and Nick Chubb, not a lot of runs. And Kareem Hunt was running the ball, but he hasn't been good at that at all this year. I have yet to see him be very active in the passing game. I don't know. 
And mm-hmm. Harrison Bryant had a touchdown. That was great. He had a couple of targets also. Great, fantastic. But like you said, we don't have an identity. The Browns have been outrushed in the last five of their six games by bad rushing teams. And you know what that one game was that we didn't get outrushed was the Bengals because they only ran like 10 times. They did not run the freaking ball. So there is no identity. We've said it for the past like five episodes that there's no identity because we can't do anything. And it's because we're scared. It's because we're looking forward to when Deshaun comes back. Nobody knows what it is because we are not getting any definitive answers from anybody that is supposed to be in charge. But John Johnson says, we all need to take a look at ourselves, look at the, look in the mirror and realize that we're running out of time. We ran out of time like two weeks ago. Everybody needs to look in the mirror. That's not just players. Yep. Everyone. Everyone. I mean, I just look at it. If you watch other teams say, and, and they're losing, if you talk about the Raiders, uh, and you're talking about Devontae Adams, they're, they're losing games. But when that game is on the line, who gets the damn ball? Their number one player. Yeah. We're, we're, we're getting our bus whooped. And we're not, and Amari's supposed to be our number one. We don't throw it to him. That's all right. We'll just chill out on that. We'll come back to that. But Chubb, you're not getting it either. <laughs> we're going to chill out on that. We'll figure something else out because we're, we're smarter than everyone. Yeah. Get that. Get that. It's, it's awful. And frankly, I'm impressed with myself that I was able to hold back on this episode because there have been a lot of things that I have been thinking about about this team that I am going to keep private. And I went on a little rant on my Instagram about how how this team is. Nobody's liking it. The Cavs and Guardians are getting more t- hype and the Guardians are in the off season and the Cavs. And you're lucky because you can go say it. I can't really say it. I can't really say everything I want to say because then people look at me different. <laughs> There's so many things I want to say. <laughs> I do not blame you. <laughs> and like Will Smith said in Anchorman too, you ain't gonna like it. You ain't gonna like it none. <laughs> so many things that I wish I could say, but I hold back. I don't know why I hold back, but I do. I mean, it's probably a good thing. Uh, Browns get Deshaun Watson back at practice this week. Big ups. He's going to get first team reps. It's not going to take away from Jacoby in his preparation going into this week. Um, and that's that's going to be huge. I think Donovan Peoples-Jones already said, we're excited to get him back. It's going to be fun. And looking too far into the future, but it is a big step for what we are going to try to be doing towards the end of the season. Uh, Wyatt Teller didn't finish the game on Sunday. Froll Holt came in, didn't do good, um, and got Denzel back. Great. Let's 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 just just focus on this game. Let's play good football this weekend. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to. Let's 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 be let's let's let's, let's not let them circle the wagons. <laughs> <laughs> Cross your fingers. Hope for not a lot of snow in Buffalo. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next week. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.